That's Vix. And that's Asher. And this is Speak Speak of the the Devil. Devil, The chillest satanic podcast on the web. Hi, how are you? I am in lockdown and I'm tired. Same. You'd think we could have podcasted more with all of this free time at home we suddenly have. But, uh, you know, along with that free time, there seems to be an astounding lack of mental energy and focus. Yes. So, we suck. We're sorry. We were really hoping to keep you company in lockdown a little bit more, but we've kind of just been staring at the ceiling and sleeping 15 hours a day. Yep. With occasional bouts of weeping. Yes. That too. But today, uh, we finally have an idea for a podcast that we're really excited about. Yes. Uh, Vix is really excited about it. Yes, I recorded this opening once, and it didn't go well because I literally jumped the gun. I was so excited. He, he was so excited. I was trying to, like, kind of ground us and, like, yeah, it's been a while since we podcasted and, you know, lockdown sucks. And Vix was just like, so Christian heresies, though. Yeah. Really Christian heresies, to be precise. Yep. I mean, yeah, pretty much early Christian heresies. I do have a little bit of material on the schism between the Orthodox Church and Rome, because I think it's funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But mostly we're going to be talking about early Christian heresies. And there are so many, honey. Okay. There are so many, and there are so many kinds. This is something that I know nothing about. Yeah. I'm not I'm not being sarcastic. I literally know almost nothing about this. This is Vix's department. Yeah. So you can kind of vaguely group them into three categories. There's the Christological slash Trinitarian group, which is like, what was Jesus? Was he a mule? Was he a man? Was he God? Was he a bird? Was he a man bird? Was he a god bird? We don't know. Um and then Trinitarian are like, how many is three? What is three made of? We don't know. Okay. And then there are the Gnostic ones, which are weird and fun and get into like, okay, so there's like God A, and then he thinks, and that creates 12 God Bs, but then God B, the last one, fucks up, and then... (laughs) (laughs) And then the snake was right. Yep. And, um, don't fuck. Oh. I was, I was getting into this for a second. Yeah, no, that's... Until that part. That's the one problem with Gnosticism. It's kind of a big problem. Yeah, they don't like the physical world. Um, and Mm. so, like, some of the... I'm gonna start with some... Oh, and then there's the other category, which includes fun things like antinomianism, which is not the, like, Christian hatred of gnomes, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) Antinomianism is a weird word that gets used by a lot of different people. Yeah. Um. But basically it means in this context... The idea that Jesus saved you, so now you don't have to, like, follow any rules. You have no bedtime. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Because there is no law, because Jesus died for you not to have to follow rules. So there is no law beyond do what thou wilt? 
There isn't even that. No gods, no masters, no parents? No, th- there is a god, and you're saved, and you're gonna go to heaven. But, you... while you're here, you don't have to fucking do anything. You don't wanna. Cool. Yeah, but you still have to go to heaven, and that's gross. Ew. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so, about... I'm sorry if I throw off your uh, planned presentation with pesky historical questions. Yes. But about how long did it take after Jesus died for this wacky shit to kick off? Um, wacky shit was happening pretty much as far back as we have any records. Like, I mean, in the letters of Paul, we have, like, weird docetic heresies. What's a docetic heresy? Docetic heresies are ones where... Basically, they deny that Christ had a real body. Gnostics often fall into this category. And so, basically, they're the whole group that's like, Jesus was a hologram. Whoa. Yes. These get weird. Um, and, oh, also, actually, you had some antinomian heresy in Paul. Huh. I Was that the Colossians? I would have to double check. But, yeah, like, they were like, I can fuck all the hookers I want because Jesus saved me. And what did Paul think about that? Paul was like, it's going to be a resurrection of the body, so you have to behave yourself with your body. Huh. Yep. So that you can be a proper zombie. Yeah, so that you can be a good zombie when Jesus comes back. Okay, then. Yep. And, like, you can get... There's really elaborate terminology with this, with Christology. Mm-hmm. Like, so creator versus creature is a really big, important difference to these people. Yeah, because they think that if you're the dude that made things, then you're the most important dude. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know. The idea is that Basically, as I understand it, only God is the creator, and so the rest of us are yeah. creatures, as in we are created by God. And his existence is necessary to us existing, but our existence isn't necessary to him existing, so he gets to make the rules. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But, so a heretical position on the Trinity with that in mind, mm-hmm. is that Jesus is a creature, not the co-equal, co-eternal creator. And he's, like, God's first creation, like, a mediator between humanity and divinity, or, like, creation and creator. Um, but, yeah, well, the thing is, um, Arianism, like, they kind of ask the question, like, how can that be? Is he a cre- is he creator or creature? He can't be some, like, third in-between thing, and they settled on creature, and that made the church really mad. Um, so I think we might want to, um, just sidebar. Yeah. When we say Arianism, that's spelled A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M. Not, there's no Y in it, it's not, Yeah, and it's for a guy named... I think Arius. Yeah. Um, who was a bishop of I'm going to say Antioch and I might be very wrong. 
So basically, Arianism is the heresy that Jesus is not God. God? Yeah. Um. Cool. Yep. And then there's like um, Sibelianism, which is a Trinitarian heresy where really the Trinity are just three modes of one person. And the church doesn't like that one because that means God the Father suffered on the cross and you cannot have that. Wait. But I thought they were three modes of one person. No, pers they're three persons. The Trinity is three... Well, actually, the technical term is hypostasis from the Greek, which is like... What? Hypostasis means... Like, the closest term is kind of like thing. Like, a table is a hypostasis. Just, like, independent stuff. So, so God is three things? Yeah, but one God. Because God isn't a thing, and so you can have three things in one God. Well... I mean, this is why they had so many fights about it because it's fucking weird so there's an annoying dude at my school yeah who's very into the like christianity was a psychedelic mushroom cult thing which is stupid as fuck yeah but as i'm listening to this i have my doubts i am pretty sure it wasn't a psychedelic mushroom cult my thought is this is what happens when you mix mysticism with too much fucking play-doh Ah, uh, yeah, Platonism can be a hell of a drug. Yeah, no, Platonism will get you higher than shrooms. That is true. And honestly, don't do Plato, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like adoptionism. So, so Jesus is adopted. Yeah, he's not the natural born son of God. He had like a human father theoretically. At what point does Jesus find out that he's adopted? Does he cry? <laughs> well, no, actually, he gets adopted, either at his baptism, his crucifixion, or his assumption. And they kept moving it back further and further, because, like, an adoptionist theology is probably what the earliest Christians had. Because, like, King David was an adopted son of God, and so that makes sense given the Jewish Christian context. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I mean, if you actually read the Gospels, it never really says that Jesus yeah. is God. It says Jesus is the Son of God. Yep. And I forget which Gospel. It's probably in a couple of the synoptics when he gets baptized yeah. and the clouds open yeah. and there's like a voice that's like, yeah. you are my beloved Son in With... whom I am well pleased. Yeah. And I mean, he is described as the eternal word in John. Well... But yeah, I mean, John is... John has the highest Christology of any of the Gospels. John is also the highest. Yeah. Of any, any of, of the Gospels. Ayy. <laughs> um, so, what does it mean to have a high Christology? A high Christology, like, the higher your Christology, the more Christ is just, like, God. Like, Docetism, the one where Christ wasn't human at all... Mm -hmm. is a very, very high Christology. If he doesn't have a human body, if he doesn't have a human soul, if he doesn't have a human anything, he's just straight up fucking God. That's a very high Christology. A very low Christology is like, Christ was a guy, 
Okay. Yeah. And the position of most Christian churches considered mainline today as a kind of weird, it's sort of a middle ground, and it's also sort of a fusion of things that don't make any fucking sense. Okay, like, what? So, Orthodox, and by Orthodox I don't mean like Greek Orthodox, I mean like Orthodox as in not considered heretical by most churches. Okay. Um, Christology now is Christ had two natures and two wills that formed a perfect union, and he was fully human and fully divine. He wasn't like 50% divine, 50% human. He was 100% human while being 100% divine, had a 100% human will and a 100% divine will. And it wasn't one will, it was two, and it wasn't uh, one nature, it was two, but they're in perfect union. Uh, I, it's, that's... Why, why does it have to be two? Um, because... Is that because... Okay, here's my question. Yes. If he's fully human and fully divine... Yeah. And has two wills? Yeah. Is, like, one of the wills his dad? No. The fully divine one is him as God, and the fully human one is him as man. Like, the human individual of Jesus of Nazareth. Who? who the Jesus, in... not the Christ. Ah! Yeah. That's stupid. And also, it reminds me, um, one of these days we will do an episode on the hilariously culty school that I went to. Um, right. But apparently in Anthroposophy, yeah. um, which is Rudolf Steiner's thing, and I went to Alder School, which is based on his shit. Yes. Um, Jesus and Christ are, like, literally two different, like, incarnated people who like fuse together at some point and i think one of them is the reincarnation of buddha yeah and see that's heretical it's very heretical i mean because steiner takes that shit into like yeah i think one of them is buddha and the other one is archangel michael (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so that's fun but anyway yeah that's and see nestorianism is when they say christ had two separate natures Okay, so was he, like, talking to himself like Smeagol and Gollum? Yeah, kinda. That- (laughs) The wills cannot be in conflict with each other, and the natures can't be in conflict with each other. Wait, but he has two- he has two separate ones, but they're not in conflict? No, they're not separate. They're unified, but they're two. Uh, It's like the Trinity all over Wait, again. Wait, but I but thought you said Nestorianism was when Nestorian- he has two. Yes, Nestorianism is when he has two, but that's heretical. Yes, no, I understand. Okay. But we're talking about heresies. Yes, sorry. Yeah, two separate natures during his time on Earth, and then the human one dies. Well, that's mean. Yeah, right? Um, What's the one... Is that the one where, like, the divine part just, like, pieces out and leaves the human one alone um i think you might yeah that that is a direction you can take nestorian theology in 
you can that can also be considered more of a descetic theology there is the gospel of peter mm-hmm. um that was found i believe in egypt that has like a talking cross jesus yeah. coming back as a giant what after he dies yeah like his head reaches above the clouds what um and but while he's getting crucified he like peter's off in a cave somewhere for some fucking reason and christ shows up like hi i'm here now and peter's like aren't you getting crucified and he's like no that's not me that's just like the dude i left on the cross and so that's why the dude on the cross is going, my god, my god, why have you forsaken yes. me? Though they have it as my power, my power, why have you forsaken me? That's mean. Right? That's so fucked up. Yep, God just like, peace, I'm done, I'm out, seas. A lot of these remind me a little bit of the, um, you're an asshole when you're drunk Superman right. joke. Right? <laughs> right? But wait, talking cross, though. Yeah what does it say you know i don't remember probably some like believe in the cross of jesus shit what the fuck yeah yeah it, it's a weirdie okay uh, peter yeah yeah what does it say i'm i'm, I'm now checking this uh, ba, 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 ba. do you want me to pause the recording while you figure out what it says uh yeah probably okay Oh, there we go. Perfect. Alright, so it looks like the cross comes from an interpret the cross talking comes from an interpretation of Psalm 18 and it recites Psalm 18 or interprets it in some way. So the cross is doing exegesis? Well, I mean exegesis. Exegesis! Yep. Okay, because it's like executing Jesus and then you, you get it. Yeah. Huh, huh, <laughs> huh. We've been inside for weeks, people. Yep. This is this is what happens. The cross will start talking to us soon. It has It'll say stop stepping on me. It, it I don't like it when you, you spit on me. Please stop shoving me in unmentionable places. Oh my god. Sorry, continue. So the other weird thing about that one um, is it completely exonerates Pilate of any wrongdoing. Pilate did nothing wrong. Yep. Well, because Pilate is canonized in the Coptic Church. Wait, what? Why? Because he later became a Christian and also because he washed his hands that one time. Because he was like, I take no responsibility for this shit? Yeah. I feel like that is not how sainthood should work. It really shouldn't. But then again, that's kind of how Christianity works. Christianity is weird, and it's like, eh. I take no responsibility for this shit. Ooh, sainted. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a weirdie. Um, and then, so like, there are the Valentinians who are like, kind of like Gnostics, in that Jesus's dad is like a higher god of mercy. Okay. But the god of the Old Testament isn't bad. Right, because the Gnostics basically are like the god of the Old Testament is... Evil. Kind of Satan. Yep. Yeah. He's evil. He was born from, like, a lady trying to make something on her own 
without a dude involved. Exactly, which ladies just, you know, shouldn't do that. You can't do that. But also it was from her desire to understand the, like, pleroma, which means fullness of God. It was Sophia, right? Yeah, Sophia. A a lady named Sophia who's, like, the personification of Wisdom. wisdom. Yep. Yeah. Gnostics are weird. Yep. Some people... And because there wasn't any semen involved, the baby she had was a monster that she threw out of Pleroma in shame. And then that became the Demiurge. Yeah. Except they don't call him the Demiurge. The Demiurge, actually, Valentinus calls the lower god the Demiurge, which just means craftsman. Okay. Um, But the at least a lot of the Gnostic sects called their lower god slash evil god uh, Yaldaboeth. And sometimes Samael. Yeah. Which I'm like, rude. Right? Um, so, yeah. I kind of like calling Yahweh Yaldaboeth. Yeah, right. Just, I mean... Just to mess with him. I, exactly. I, I mean, so the thing about Gnosticism is it's um, very anti-existence. Yep, it's like anti-cosmic Christianity instead of Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, anti-cosmic Satanism is sometimes called chaos Gnosticism. Yep. It's, it's the same shit, basically. Yeah. Um, And also very anti-Semitic, much like anti-cosmic Satanism. Yep. What is it about hating reality that causes you to hate Jews? Um. Is it because Jews exist? It's because Jews exist and also because, like, <laughs> Judaism is actually kind of a religion in many ways about loving the world. Yeah. It's, you know, like, Mm -hmm. sex and marriage is good. Food is good. Yeah. God is good for making all this good stuff. But anyway, as I was was saying about calling Yahweh Yaldabaoth, it's kind of just because it's a name for bad God. Yeah. Um, Exactly. And... I don't know, like, Yahweh is such a sacred name to many people Yep. that, in a way, I kind of hate saying it in a bad way. Yeah. Even though I fucking hate the guy, I just... Yeah. I don't want to be rude to... People. The perfectly nice people who believe in him for some reason. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> again, as we've said, as I've said many times, love the Christian, hate, hate the Christ. Christ. So, speaking of weird jesus right yeah sorry i I totally distracted you from yes heresies right we were on gnostics and valentinians you were getting into valentinians yeah um so they're another one so like the like god of the old testament he's a god of justice and he's just but he's harsh and he made stuff and that's pretty cool but he didn't like make the best stuff because he's not as good as the god who made him Who's Jesus' dad? So is, like, the lesser god Jesus' brother? No, because he's a creation, not a creator. Okay. Yeah. So, if... He's... But Jesus being his son doesn't count as being his creation. No, because... Because he has to be begotten, not made. Yep. Because, like, I don't know... As much as humans say we make a baby, we beget a baby. We don't like get some clay and start. And I that's mean, the idea. I, I kind of get that, but at the same time, that's how you make a baby. 
Right. You can't make a baby out of clay. I know. The only procedure for baby making, unless you have a highly sophisticated laboratory, is fucking. Yep. So, or, you know, you could take, like, a turkey baster with some spooge in it. Uh, yeah. But that that's literally how you make a baby. So I feel like yeah. this, well, you didn't make it out of clay, so it's not your creature thing. Is... Yeah. Well, I think that the idea is basically that, like, he made exactly what he wanted to make, whereas we kind of just, like... Jizz, and then we're like, oops. And then it's angry. <laughs> and then it's very angry, and it's like... I didn't ask to be born dad. Am I adopted? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so that's Valentinians, and the thing about Valentinians and Gnostics is they never really had their own separate churches, usually. They were usually groups within, like, more orthodox churches formed around, like, weird little Bible study groups. Okay. So that's weird. So would the churches that suddenly, like, had a bunch of Valentinians in them be irritated? Or would they kind of, like, tolerate it? Um, it would depend. I'll... Just be like, Ugh, we've got Valentinians. Um, it would all depend on your local bishop, basically. Okay. And during the early Christian period, they couldn't, like, execute heretics. All they could do was, would be, like, kick them out. Mm-hmm. Because they were too busy trying to not get executed yep. by other people. Yep. To execute each other. And also they just, like, didn't have any social power. That really was the best period of Christianity. Yeah. No social power, not talking to cops. Yep. The time that, oh god, that guy who claimed to be Apollo, who had, like, a paper mache head on a real snake so he could make the snake talk. Wait, what? So, there was, there's an account of this dude who was, like, a fake prophet of Apollo. Okay. Who had a snake that he put a fake head on top of its real head that was a puppet so he could make the snake talk. Okay. And he hid out with the Christians when the authorities caught on to what he was doing because the Christians didn't talk to cops. Nice. Yeah, no, this was truly the best period of Christianity, also because they were having, like, theological arguments all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love a good theological argument. Clearly. Um, let's see here. And then, so, the Ophites are like the snack was right. Yeah. And also, so were the Sethians, but they also had, they were like the seed of Seth, who was Adam and Eve's third son. Yeah. And he had a daughter whose name I can't remember right now, mm -hmm. and she was kind of like the earthly Sophia, and like Yaldabaoth <laughs> tried to do bad stuff to her. Did Yaldabaoth try to fuck her? Yaldabaoth tried to rape her. Yeah, the Gnostic Gospels have a lot of, like... Yep. That. Yep. There's a lot of, like, Eve getting... Yeah. ...sexually assaulted by Yaldabaoth, and yep. just... All the time. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there are, there are a lot of weirdies. Um, and they also, like, most Gnostic sects... sects didn't like sex and mm -hmm. weren't into the body and a lot of asceticism and a lot of platonism frankly again yeah yeah um there are the 
Um, da, 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 da. Verilot, uh, who we Did you say Verilot? No, Verilot. Oh, and okay. And we don't know a ton about them, or at least I don't, but, um... Irenaeus, not Arius, um, Irenaeus, who wrote against heresies, yes. seems to have told us that they held wives and children in common, along with everything else they had. So, like, weird Poly polycule. Yeah, like a weird, really weird polycule. Okay. Yep, like a weird communist polycule. But weird communists, like a, a Trotskyist cult or something. Yeah, very, very much Trotskyist cult vibes. Okay. Yep. Um, and then there's Apollonianism, or Apollinarianism, sorry. That's okay. Um, and it's like, Christ wasn't totally a real man, but he also wasn't totally divine. What he was, was a human body, and a human like soul mm -hmm. but his mind was the divine look divine logos and that was also the animating spirit so what the soul was was a little unclear in that case oh uh, okay and basically the argument against that was what is not assumed is not saved so if he doesn't have a human like sin nature or mind or whatever he can't redeem that Okay. Yeah. So does that mean that Christ... Okay, I'm totally unclear on this. Yes. So is Christ born with original sin? No. Then, wait, what? No, but he has a human everything. And so he can redeem original sin because he doesn't have any sin, but he's fully human. So he's like... But... but... He's like as sinless as a human before the fall. So only a pre-fall human can oh. redeem humanity. Okay. But also they kind of have to be God because um, only God, it's an infinite debt and only God is infinite enough to pay an infinite debt to himself. Yeah, so the question about who the, the debt is to is a, uh, a real weirdy. Yep. And just a brief tangent here um, on the harrowing of hell, maybe? Yes. So, in early Christianity, there was kind of, like, trying to figure out who Christ was sort of paying the debt of sin to. Yep. And who was making him do that was very confusing. Yep. Because... If it's God the Father, yep, who is kind of him, that seems messed up. Yep. Even though that's kind of, I guess, what people have Set ended up on. with. Because the other option is he has to pay the debt to Satan. Which is weird. It makes Satan a little too powerful. It's too for, dualistic. Yeah, for... Uh, Christians. But anyway, there was, for a while, yep. until it really went out of fashion, this idea of the harrowing of hell, where Jesus, after being crucified, goes to hell. Yep. He dies and goes to hell, and then gets, like, all the patriarchs yep. out of there. Yep. And, I don't know, maybe miscellaneous other virtuous people. Yep. 
but that's just a very weird... Yeah, well, basically, the idea was that every Jewish person who had lived with Messianic expectation properly, according to Christians, was harrowed out of hell. Okay. Well, then. Yep. Yeah. And, like, there are early Christian groups kind of declared heretical after they stopped existing, mostly, um, that were Jewish Christian groups. Mm-hmm. And they lived quietly and were Jewish and obeyed the Jewish law and usually held an adoptionist theology about Christ. Interesting. So... Here's a weird question. Yeah. And you may not know the answer to this. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Jews for Jesus is a creepy group. Yeah. What is their Christology? I honestly don't know a lot about Jews for Jesus and have been meaning to Google them for a long time. They're... I Googled them a while ago. Yeah. And the... The takeaway I remember is that they're gross. Okay. I mean, as any movement focused on aggressively trying to convert Jews to Christianity must inevitably be. Yep. But I do think it's like... Yeah. I don't know. In a way, it is kind of sad that you can't really be a Jewish Christian anymore. Yeah, right? Since that was the original thing. Yeah, that was the original thing. Um, And yeah, the, oh, actually another heretical group was circumcisers who insisted that Gentile converts to Christianity had to adopt Judaism with all of its customs in order to be fully Christian. Um, ah. And Paul was like, no, 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 don't do that. Because we actually want converts? Because we want converts, and the part where they have to snippy-snip the (laughs) tippy-tip... That's not gonna go over well. Yeah, no, that is really killing my vibe with these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep, also, like, they want to eat pork. Mm Mm-hmm. But Paul kind of was like, and... Jewish Christians shouldn't eat pork and should circumcise their they children. They snippy snip the tip tip. Yep, because they're Jewish. And so Paul's vision of Christianity was kind of, in some ways, mm-hmm. this idea of, like, Gentiles and Jewish people united by faith in Christ, but still remaining Jewish people and Gentiles. Interesting. Yeah. Which that that would be nicer than right what's happening now. Although then again, Paul probably would have wanted essentially everyone to be yes Christian. Yep, which is gross. Yep, yep. But yeah, yeah. No, that was Ugh. an interesting vision from early Christianity. Um, yeah. God, there are so many of these. Um, so, let's see here. Um, have I covered the Martianites yet? No. Okay, so the Martianites. The Martianites. The Martians? 
you know, you can almost argue that because Jesus is sort of an alien with them. Whoa. Okay, so they're just, okay. So the Martianites, they're kind of, they have some similarities to Gnosticism in that the god of this world is, he's not evil per se, but again, he he's almost Valentinian in that he's a god of harsh justice. Okay. And, like, we all deserve death from him under his rules because he's... He's too harsh, man. Yeah, he's real harsh. Um, and Jesus is the son of a god who has nothing to do with our world and has no presence in our world, has never met our world, didn't create our world, has... It's like, the world don't know her. Yep, the world don't know her. Like, our souls aren't his, because, like, a Gnostic would say our souls belong to the, like, true higher god. Oh my goodness. Martian was like, nope, our souls belong to this shithead. Um, okay. But that other god sent his son, just out of the goodness of his own heart, to come get us. So he's Superman. Yeah, he's Superman and Neo. And, though, the other thing about Martian is, um, he doesn't think it's through knowledge. He's like, all you can do is have faith that that other space god is gonna come get ya. So, so they're, they're waiting for the mothership. Kind, or, well, that basically when you die, the mothership will come get you. Okay. Okay, Mama. Yep. Did some weird time slip happen and a fucking, like, 20th century UFO cultist got catapulted back? <laughs> In some ways it almost sounds like it. Oh, and also, so he didn't like most of the New Testament, and he was actually the first one to propose a New Testament canon. Oh, interesting. And it was really small. What did he want in it? Like, the letters of Paul, edited by him to take out all the Jewish bits. And I think parts of Luke, again, heavily edited to take out the Jewish bits. And it always comes back to the anti-Semitism. Yeah, it really does. They just, they, they feed on it. They thrive on it. Um, and yeah, actually, they, the church was like, you know what? This guy doesn't respect the, like, Jewish scriptures enough. We don't like him. Yep, we don't like Jews. Now, let's get that straight. But this guy takes it too far. Also, the whole alien thing is weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> true, because, I mean... Yep. Well, for sort of Christian orthodoxy, again, in the sense of, like... Yeah. Not heretical. Yep. Um, not heterodox. Yep. Uh, you do have to respect yep. the Hebrew Bible. Yep. But... Yeah. I don't know, I guess you have to have this, like, kind of condescending attitude of, like, oh, well, the Jews lost their way, or Yeah, or, well, shit. aren't reading their scriptures right. Yeah. It's actually really interesting um, how we should do an episode on this at some point about how, like, Jewish exegesis works versus Christian, because Christian exegesis reads all of the Old Testament as prophecy, mm -hmm. which is frankly a weird fucking way to read it yeah um whereas and they they do a lot of like backflips to yeah. try to like make it so that jesus was prophesied yeah and it doesn't 
work that work well. that well. Um, whereas Jewish scriptural interpretation is any situation you find yourself in, mm-hmm. you can find an answer in the mm-hmm. book, and also all of it is kind of happening simultaneously. Wait, what? Yeah, you can use a passage from the future to interpret one from the like historically earlier part of the Bible. So, like, you can interpret Genesis using passages from Exodus. Okay. Yeah. I'm in pain. And that's why Judaism is so fucking cool. It is cool. Well, and also, yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about Jewish Jewish exegesis and why it's just better. Yep. I mean. One of the reasons, <laughs> as a seminarian, small uh, tangent. Yeah. When I sit in a class with mostly Christians. Yeah. And they're, you know, reading the Bible and doing exegesis. It's kind of tepid. Yeah. And they're all just kind of parroting, you know, whatever their yeah. sect's party line is. Yep. And then, you know, when you do exegesis with a bunch of Jews, they start out like, well, first of all, God's being a dick. (laughs) Or is he? Let's sit here and try to understand if God really is being a dick here or not. Yep. And it's just, like, very blunt and no question, like, no line of questioning is taboo. Yep. And it's something that, like, individuals do for themselves and the community does together. Yep. Exactly, and the argument brings you closer together. And probably closer to God, actually. Yeah, no. Yeah, theoretically speaking. Exactly, no, I like that. I fucking love it. Yep, um, let's see here, and then, I can't remember who said that the Holy Spirit wasn't co-equal and co-eternal, but someone did. And in 381, the patriarchs of Alexandria and Antioch were like, no it, no it isn't, fuck you. Was anyone getting into the the Holy Spirit is feminine thing not, back then? Not as far as I can find. Okay. Maybe that's a later thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I know that there were mentions of it, but I think that they weren't thinking about it and not like that wasn't popular enough for anyone to pay attention to. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, then... There was the one where Nestorius was anathematized for having, he said that Mary wasn't Theotokos, which means mother of God. He said she was Theo, or sorry, Christotokos, which means mother Mother of of Christ. Christ. And people were like, you don't think Christ is God enough. And they kicked him out. Um, And. Is Nestorius, sorry. Yeah. Refresh my memory. He was a patriarch of somewhere. And what was his... Because I know we talked about him. What was his main heresy? Um, let's see. Just here. having kind of a low Christology? Um, where did I put him? I know I have him in here. Uh, oh. He also said Christ had two separate natures. Uh, oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. So he's the, the Smeagol Gollum Christ guy. Yeah, he's... Um... I feel like there were probably a few of those. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, he had a, he had a few heresies, um, and like um, Syrian clergy backed him, and that 
actually caused a split in the church for a while, or that might still be there. I need to oh, check. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a that was a biggie. Okay. Um. And then I'm skipping over a council because we kind of already discussed it in 553. Um, Origin of Alexandria was posthumously declared a heretic for um, teaching that the soul has pre-existence before it's here. Wait, so before we're born? Yeah. That's so Platonist. Yeah, well, he taught that all souls would eventually be redeemed, and I think he might have had, like, a weird Christian reincarnation thing going, and he also taught that Satan would eventually be redeemed. Yeah. Because we all, like, go and go and go until we figure shit out and realize that we really wanted to come back to Daddy all along. Uh-huh, like the fucking prodigal son or some shit. Yep. Um, yeah, well... Platonism kind of has reincarnation-ish. Yeah. It's unclear. I just read Phaedo uh -huh. for class, so I've recently brushed up on yep. Plato's ideas about death and the pre-existence of the soul. It's, yeah. Right. It's all there. Um, and then in 681 in Constantinople, uh, which is now Istanbul. Istanbul? Not... Um, sorry. Uh, and that was when they declared that Christ has two wills to go with his two natures, because someone was saying that he had one will. Um, and then it's... Okay. Yeah, and then in 787, uh, they declared the veneration of icons to be good, but you're not allowed to worship icons. What the difference is, is theological and complex, and I'm pretty sure that most lay people were committing various forms of idolatry and a lot of weird folk magic, but good on them, honestly. <sighs> I fucking love idolatry and folk magic. I do, too. It makes me so happy. I mean, I just... it Again, completely yeah. different rant, but I've been thinking a lot about yep. how, like, the best parts of religion to me are kind of idolatry and folk magic. Right. They're so good. You know, like, if you're not... Feed the Eucharist to your cow when it's sick. It will be healed. Yeah. Magic. Exactly. And so, like, what is the point of a religion if you can't feed the Eucharist to your cow? Well, and also, what's the point of a religion if you can't, like, have nice little idols in your house and, right. like, make offerings to them and talk to them as if they're gods? Right. You know? Exactly. Like... Exactly. Um, da -da -da. Give uh, me all that. And then there's an Eastern Orthodox Council in 1341 to 1351, where um, they affirmed hesychastic prayer, which is a form of what? It's a form of contemplative prayer that this philosopher Barlin of Seminara um, was okay. being like, that's not real. The monks aren't having visions of stuff. Okay. Like, actually God or anything. And they were like, fuck that guy. He's declared anathema. Fuck him. Because we're totally having visions? We're having visions, and they are God, and 
He's mean. Yes. He's uh, a mean old skeptic. We don't like him. Yep. Um, and then let's see here. In the ninth century, going back a ways again, um, there was the filioque schism between, which isn't the final schism between the Catholic Orthodox Church, uh, the Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically in the Latin, they said that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, and the Eastern Church was like, no, 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 it proceeds from the Father through the Son. What does that mean? Um, basically... Does that... Because it's giving me a very bad mental image that's kind of like, um... You know those, like, that very bad hentai porn trope where someone, like, shoves their dick up your ass and then the cum spurts out of your mouth. Okay, not like that. Because um, that's what I'm getting for proceeds from the father through okay, the son. Okay, so basically <laughs> proceeds from the father through the son, think of it like an inheritance. So the father leaves all of his stuff to his son. But but he has to die. Yeah, except he doesn't. Oh, yeah. But he gives all of his stuff to his son, but it's okay. he's very magic, so all of his stuff is still his as well. Okay. Um. And, so they're sharing? Yeah. Kinda. Uh, but they both have all of it at the same time. It's very confusing. But anyway, and then it, um, then the son gives it all to the Holy Spirit. Oh, so, so it's like three people, or three people persons yeah who are one god yep and they're they're like standing in a line and the dad dude hands something to the son dude while still holding the entire thing and then the son dude hands something to the ghost dude while also still holding the entire thing and then the ghost has the entire thing but the other dude yes whereas Uh the latin version is that can be read as both the father and the son just have the full thing. Okay. And both hand it to the ghost. While still holding the whole thing. Uh, and this is a very big deal. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in the 11th century, that's when the final split happens between the Catholic and Orthodox churches. And it's partially because um, a bunch of crusaders kind of sack Constantinople, which is mm. a Christian city, which mm. does not make the Orthodox Church happy. That's, um, yeah, that that seems... Fair. That seems like a good reason to get pissed off and have a schism. Yeah, no, that, that's, that one's fair. Yeah. Um, yes. So... so at what point do they start actually, like, killing heretics, though? Um... It would have to be after... That... Christianity becomes the Roman state religion. Yeah, and, like, honestly, after, at the very least, a few generations, I think it actually doesn't happen until... Um... Da, 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 where's the one where they declare Nestorius? Anathema. Yeah. Um... Did they start so, executing Nestorians or something? There was, at le- the very least, some. I think there might have been some beatings. 
Oh. Um. Were like fist fights or like? I think that there might have been like. <laughs> I'm a little unclear. So, okay. But sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. So though it's funny, Nestorius was declared anathema in absentia. Okay. Um. But I think that they were like at the very least advocating violence against Nestorius. Okay, because, because he said that Christ had two natures, and or sorry, no, he said he had two wills. No, and, two no, wills wait. and two natures is good. But they were separate. Yes, yeah, separate. Separate is the issue, and also he said that Mary wasn't the mother of God. So we should beat him up. Yes, and okay. then he went and had his own council. And had himself declared right by his friends. Okay. In Antioch, I think. Did he declare the other dudes anathema just for fun? I don't remember. That's what I would have done. But yeah. And so that's how um, fighting between bearded old men created the modern world. Well, some of it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Vix. Yeah. Well, is that about it? I think so. Cool. Do you have a uh, backwards satanic message? No, I do. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. He is his own son. He is his own grandpa. He is his own grandson. He's his own ghost. He is his grandpa's ghost. <laughs> wow, it's really sad that we're going to put that all backwards and no one's going to know. <laughs> well, you know, we need to get that Patreon started up so that we can then just release all of these amazing backwards satanic messages frontwards so that people can laugh at us. Front masking. Yep. It's the new satanic thing. Anyway, so this has been Speak of the Devil, the official ch- podcast of the very real... Church of the Morning Star! Yes. Which remains real, even though our services are all online right now, because we don't advocate breaking lockdown to gather so that you all die. Yeah, we're kind of against our parishioners or anyone getting COVID-19. Um, anyway, fucking hail Satan, uh, email us at morningstarcongregation.gmail.com at gmail.com yes yep or at speak of the devil uh podcast 666 at gmail.com um and um find us on facebook morningstar congregation yep uh we're also on tiktok now but you're gonna have to track us down yep it's pretty good though. yeah no it is we have some excellent bits anyway hail satan hail satan